everybody, and welcome to the Buck 50 Social Club. This is a show where we answer questions that don't matter. And I'm James Quesada. Also with us today, we have Mike Magyar, Leah Gibbard, Colin Dworsky, and we also have Lauren Kozlowski. Lauren, say hi. Hello. Lauren is joining us uh, on a remote call mm-hmm. um, from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a quick nod up front to um, a couple things about Lauren. One, we are friends with Lauren from uh, the Michigan improv community. Um, and uh, since, since we met and hung out with Lauren, uh, we've gone to New York and he's gone uh, to Kentucky. And Lauren is a co-host of a podcast called Roach Coach, um, which takes deep dives into the new metal canon of music and um, albums that define it. Um, and so, Lauren, first of all, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah. I, you, you have always been uh, one of my favorite people to talk to about uh, anything in entertainment. Um, and so, uh, can you, first of all, just tell us a little bit about uh, what Roach Coach is, uh, 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 how, how, you, how you explain your own podcast. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been doing it for going on, uh, going on four years now. And basically the basic premise is that new metal, uh, which is corn, limp biscuit and those type of bands is considered a pretty, uh, heavily derided, uh, genre of music, even though it was, it was at one time the most popular music in the United States, if not the world. And, uh, so I felt it would be fun to go back through and see if this music was actually bad or if it was actually worthwhile and there was some actually you know for what the genre was trying to do if it was succeeding or not um and so you know we started off just doing a lot of the bigger bands your corn shillin biscuits deftones and then we just started to dive into more obscure bands in the genre and we found a listenership that was letting us know about other bands in the genre and asking us to sort of weigh in on it. And the show uh, kind of runs a fine line of being very sincere and uh, loving to this genre, but also making a lot of jokes uh, and doing bits and doing characters. I do it with two other improvisers um, who are also, well, one of them, Jennifer, Jennifer Bloomer is a, is a metal fan, but the uh, other person I do it with, Matt Nas, is not a metal fan, and so we kind of get different opinions in there. Uh, but at the same, like I said, at the same time, we do make a lot of jokes. Uh, we just put up an episode as we record this. We put up a new episode every Wednesday, and uh, we uh, did an episode in a band called Kane Hill, uh, who's a newer band doing the genre. And I, I think we did ten minutes on uh, necrophilia uh, because they had a music video where, like, um, a really hot coroner has sex with the dead body of the lead singer of the band. We just had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that sounds fun. That's the type of stuff that um, my show deals with. Um, I don't know where you guys have gone in that regard. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Honestly, haven't touched necrophilia yet, but it's in our future. (laughs) It's coming. I'm inspired by you, Lauren, already. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, yeah, so uh, uh, here it is. The question for this episode is what is it about John Wick and uh, a major reason that I was ex- so excited to have uh, you join us, Lauren, for this episode is because of that like uh, that blend that you're just talking about of, um, you know, th- there's there's plenty of like tongue in cheek or, or kind of like joking around about it. But there's also like a loving approach to it. And John Wick is something that that to me seems such 
uh, so much like a uh, piece of like pulp entertainment, um, but it's gotten so much love. But there is like kind of comedy mixed with like action um, and intensity. Uh, so I, I I thought that it, that that on top of um, you know your uh, valuable takes on entertainment, um, you know you you also have. Uh, you, you're notorious for posting um, strong opinions about about movies and and the things that you're uh, taking in in pop culture. Um, so John Wick, I, I, I think, is a, a really great uh, subject to kind of like um, unpack with someone like you. Thank you. That's all I have to say to that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Lauren, you have good Twitter. You have great oh. Twitter. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, first of all, let, let's kind of start, and, and I just want to like kind of compare uh, starting points with everyone for John Wick because me personally, I think at some point I was aware of like the first movie coming out, um, but the, but the what what got it on my radar and um, kind of spurred it being something that I was really looking to talk about uh, with people is that. I saw ads for the third movie, uh, Parabellum, that uh, came out uh, over the summer, um, and I was like, a third one? They made a second one? <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess I just kind of want to like check in with um, if everyone is in that same boat or if anybody uh, was like, oh, I was a diehard fan as soon as the first one came out. I was like, Keanu Reeves, action, yes, let's do this, uh, and then was along for the ride, second and, and third movie, or if, or if you guys also you know, feel like it came a little bit out of nowhere on your own radar. Uh, uh, Colin, wh what about for you? I think Keanu Reeves is a draw no matter what. I just loved, I just loved him with the matrix, but like, I'm not an avid movie goer. So I, w I wouldn't go out of my way to go to a theater to see John wick. Like I, I just don't love action movies that much to go out of the way. But like, it's so, it's so Keanu Reeves still like it's, it, it, I still can't get the Neo character out of him. And, and like as much as you, you know, he plays that role so well and it's just every time it just delivers, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. It's fun. And it's, uh, it's just highly entertaining. Were you uh, aware of it right as it came out or, or? Did you? What is the second one out or the third one? Um, I think the 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 first one. I remember seeing promotions for it, but I I I wasn't I wasn't sold right away. <laughs> yeah, like just because I was like, oh, is this just like a Matrix knockoff? Yeah. I was aware that the second one came out and I saw the first one with Mike and was happy to see it. I I liked it. I remember being like, I like action. I, I thought it had a good plot. And then when I, when I heard people talking about two, I was like, I just assumed it was going to be the same thing as one, but maybe more heightened. I was like, there's going to be something else that happens. He's going to get revenge. So to me, I, w I don't like rewatching movies. So I was kind of not interested in it um, until we talked about like, John Wick more and more. And then I was like, you know what? I should give them a shot. So I needed some convincing. But then after watching them, I'm glad I did. I, I, I enjoyed them. So you, you guys uh, went to go see the first one in theaters together uh, when it came out? Or no? No. You watched, no. But you, do, you watched the first one together? Yeah. Yeah. Like a okay. uh, year ago, over a year ago, right? The first one? Uh, 
Yeah, it was probably close to uh, two and a half, three years ago. And then it took that long for us to recently <laughs> watch two and three. So. Yeah. Well, I had seen I had seen two uh, before. Oh, so he um, rewatched it for me and yeah. when I came around. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> um, I I so I love Keanu Reeves. One of my favorite movies of all time is Speed. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. just a great a great movie, and I. Keanu Reeves for me is this, is weird because uh, he he kind of there's people that love him there's people that make fun of him so he kind of like rides this line of like is he a serious actor is he not and for me uh, John Wick was uh, was kind of like the end of the road for making up my mind about Keanu Reeves I was like I I need to I need to land on one side or another uh, and I saw John Wick and uh, it made me fall in love with the guy all over again it's it's uh, great because uh, Matrix 2 and 3 I t- wasn't a huge fan of uh, and and that kind of like left a weird taste in my mouth for for Keanu Reeves and you know just because of the quality of the movie or whatever um, but John Wick totally changed my perspective on Keanu Reeves. Love him. Love the movie. Love all three movies. That's amazing it, because uh, also, and we can talk about this uh, separately, uh, but like Keanu Reeves just have, has a lot of like fanfare uh, and like a big uh, <laughs> career uh, boost that he's writing right now. Yeah. Like b- b- uh, in between, I think the matrix and um, you know, the last uh, two to five years, all of a sudden, he's like on top of the world yeah. uh, in his his movie career. So, uh, like, I think it'd be worth just kind of talking about what is it about Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. uh, later. But Lauren, did did you see the first John Wick in theaters, or, or did you kind of um, put attention on it after the fact after it came out, or like uh, was I? I've seen every single John Wick movie opening night. Really? <gasps> wow. I I I've I've been a Keanu Reeves fan since speed for sure um yeah because i didn't see point break until college um oh me either yeah and so i've uh, i've always been a fan the matrix huge for me uh the build-up for matrix reloaded i was like i was there for opening day for that uh i actually like matrix reloaded i think the action in that movie is i mean the, the freeway sequence is top tier matrix revolutions things kind of fall apart there but i don't really put that on keanu um and then i just was following him i just i would i wouldn't see everything um i got scared off the lake house uh by my wife (laughs) she went to see that without me and was like don't see it and when i did eventually (laughs) she was right it's pretty bad uh but i mean i saw street kings in theaters and that's uh that's pretty low tier keanu reeves um but uh, but I did see his. Uh, he made a movie called Man of Tai Chi that he directed, and he plays the bad guy in, and that that's incredible. Um, and then yeah, so then when John Wick, when they were filming John Wick, I was seeing uh, pictures of like you know him walking around in the suit with giant guns, and I was like, all right, sounds like he's got another <laughs> hit on his hands. So yeah, when that dropped, I was there uh, opening night. I think there's a picture of like all of us, me and all my friends who went like standing in, in front of the standy, like after we saw it. So yeah. And then when John wick two came out, I mean, I was following that the whole way through. And so, yeah, I thought, I think I saw that like the Thursday night it came out. Like, I think I was like, like really early for that one. And then, uh, yeah. And then when three, yeah, I saw that opening weekend as well. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hardcore. I'm always there for Keanu. Um, <laughs> That's, I mean, that's awesome. So just to reiterate my experience with, um, 
is really is really just finding about uh, out about the third movie and then being so intrigued because I saw so many posts about the third movie uh, being like that it, that it's such a an awesome um, franchise and uh, that Keanu Reeves is so great and that it's such a, a good representation of like the genre that it belongs to that it, it like epitomizes um, and brings back like the the to- a top example of like the action kind of um, you know uh, one man against the world uh, genre so I had to check it out and then Colin and I binge watched uh, the three movies w- within the same week uh, together and um, so I, I guess let's it, it, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the first movie because starting there and and kind of um, uh, watching that first movie, being curious about like what what's what's like the hook. Um, I the thing that struck me most about it was 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 two things. One that they made gave uh, John Wick the notoriety, um, but like. So, so there's like a, a kind of like slowly, constantly uh, being revealed um, uh, feeling attached to like John Wick in that first movie, which I thought was cool. Um, but then also the, the deeper it got into like the third act or whatever, I was like, I was like, we, I don't feel like we don't really actually know anything <laughs> a, about John Wick, but I'm still like so entertained. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I'm kind of wondering like like what is it like on on paper or like the script itself, Lauren? Do you w- like would you would you agree that it 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 doesn't have a lot of depth or dynamics uh, in the script that it's mostly kind of like the execution? Um, I I don't know. I feel like the the script of the first movie is. Uh, really sharp in that it what it decides to reveal and what it decides to just leave on the table. Uh, you know the the mythology is is sort of just is there as the as a, as a given, and is is sort of asking you as a viewer to just sort of accept this world. You know they're all handing each other these cold coins when they're doing these mm-hmm. things, and you know no one's explaining it. There isn't some voiceover saying these coins represent da, 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 da. like, no, no, no. It's just, that's how, that's what they use. They use these coins and it's, and then we move on, you know, we're just like just building this world and building this world just through, I mean, if anything, this movie trusts the audience, uh, considerably more than a lot of, uh, lesser films, uh, that would, you know, attempt to over explain things or have some character or saddle, uh, John wick with some sort of lame kid sidekick that, you know, has to have the world explained to him. That's, uh, that's, that's the tricky thing with the second and the third one is that you keep, those are the pitfalls that can happen is, 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 is that type of explanation or not trusting the audience to follow the film and follow John wick through everything. Um, and, I mean, that's, and I think that's the main criticism of two and three is that it does build out the, uh, build out the, the, uh, the world and explain things a bit more. But I will say, even at the end of three, you still don't know everything. They still do hold uh, a lot to the chest, uh, because, uh, largely it's still all about John Wick kicking people's asses and getting his ass kicked. So as long as they understand that that's the main you know, hook, then, you know, I'll keep going back. Yeah. Yeah. My, the, the thing that I really, uh, that really hooked me for the first one was when 
the the marker thing I thought was very cool because it was it was basically the whole movie was about honor and it was uh, honor in this world and it was very easy to understand how that worked because it was analogous to you know like honor in in, in westerns or other types of movies but the moment that uh, you had multiple people going uh, talking about John Wick and describing him as the uh, Baba Yaga, I was sold. Where I was, it was just like this mythical kind of uh, boogeyman uh, that lives in this world that has the same um, connections and and relationships with other people, but everybody kind of, in a way, looks up to him because of how good he is and how much better he is at doing the thing that everybody else in this world does. Yeah. Um, he's more honorable. He's more uh, talented and whatever the skills. Um, so I thought that that was a very cool, like mystic- mystical quality to give him, make him kind of like the the boogeyman of this uh, alternate universe of uh, contract killers, basically. Yeah, I, you know, like Lauren, you were hitting on a point of like I think they they, they must have pitched this movie in, to like the executives, like, well, this is four movies. We're not going to reveal too much in any of them at all. We're going to give you four movies because if they only made one, it <laughs> you're just like, what did I watch? Because the idea of like, you know, it was great, but I like it left so many questions answered, and it led like it to me. It wouldn't have made sense if it was just just one like that. I think that I'm excited for the fourth one because I didn't get, I still don't know exactly all the details of everything yet. You know what I mean? They, 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 they had a lot of space and I think that was probably a part of the, the, the planning. I think they planned three movies at least. I, I think I, that's crazy. I don't, I, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I want to hear, I want to hear Lauren's take on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, listening to, I've, I've read and listened to a couple of interviews with the directors and the initial pitch was just the first movie. Uh, they just had this idea that they wanted to make, they wanted to direct something themselves because they'd been stuntmen for so long and they had uh, a very good relationship with Keanu from having done stunts with him on, uh, the Matrix movies. So they had this script that they had developed, but the whole idea was just they were going to make it. For, it was basically like low budget, low stakes. So either it makes an impact and allows them to make other movies, but the intent of them making John Wick was not to make more John Wicks. It was really more of like a calling card movie. Uh, and it just happened that it turned into, I mean, the thing is that it had modest box office, um, for the first one, it did well, it wasn't like a a killer, but it did well. But then when it went to the video, more people saw it and then it really blew up and then they were like, Oh, well then I guess we should make a second one. Um, cause it wasn't a, you know, normal turnover for sequels is two years. It was a three year break between, uh, John Wick one and John Wick two. And the thing is that when they said John Wick 2, I was like, I'm excited, but I don't want them to answer too much. I don't want them to ruin the mystique and start explaining too many things because I feel like, you know, and and the thing is that like going and watching John Wick 2 in the theater, I was like, this is amazing. They've upped the ante. They've done it all. Seen John Wick 3. It felt like that again. But I but now if someone asked me, like, which is the best John Wick? I'm like, I still think it's the first one. Um because it's the purest and it's it's not going out of its way to answer the mythology. And that's kind of the the extra responsibility that the other movies kind of have to um, hold on them. Uh, so, you know, 
I mean, there's they're all great though. It's currently probably the greatest, one of the greatest trilogies of all time because the quality level is so consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's always a, a in, an interesting argument when once a movie becomes a franchise or a series, if it, is it getting better as it goes or is the original always the best? Um, Leah, what do you think? Yeah, no, and that was my concern and why I was so hesitant to want to see the second and third because I was like, I don't know. I I enjoyed the first and I'm kind of good with just leaving it at that. Um, and I wasn't I, I was pleasantly surprised after watching the second and third. Um, but I got I think the first one I enjoyed so much and I feel like. Mike, you said some deep things about why you liked it. I simply was just very empathetic. And when like all the stuff that happens in the beginning, I'm like, I just want to see him get him get revenge. Like I'm at the point where I want revenge. I want to, I'm getting enjoyment of out of like watching these people get what's coming to them because of what they did in the very beginning. Um, so uh, yeah, well, I don't well, know. And you said that you are an action fan or not, or not, not so much. I am, but I I tend to lean towards action comedy. Like I liked there to be a lot of comedy too, which is why I'm a big like Marvel movie person. Um, I loved like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of The Matrix. I don't know what it was about it, and that's why I w- was also nervous about seeing this because I was like, I don't know. I did like Point Break, but I was like, how is this? How is this gonna play out? But um, I liked it. And yeah, and I liked Keanu in it and actually probably made me more of a Keanu fan after watching it. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. People, I I also, I love Keanu, but I also, um, he's not the same to me as a Bruce Willis or um, uh, a Tom Cruise, like personal life aside. And uh, like, I think it's, it is also bonus points in, um, you know, to me, to me at this point in my life that like Keanu seems to be a very cool dude in the real world, but, uh, even, even separating, you know, whoever they are off screen, uh, somebody like Tom Cruise or Bruce Willis, James real quick, uh, (laughs) Bruce Willis. Yeah. (laughs) So to me, Bruce Willis feels like the kind of dad that your friends have that you're afraid of. And then Keanu seems like the kind of dad that your friends have that you want to hang out with. You don't, well, you don't think that that uh, like late '90s Bruce Willis would have been the best candidate for um, no? If I John Wick, what? Well, well, no, 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 no. John Wick is like an otherworldly person, and Bruce Willis's whole thing is that he plays um, at least he did for a while played like very ground floor normal people. You know, that's the whole appeal of. Uh, of John McClane and Die Hard is that he's getting beat around and he's this you know normal guy and that's the worry. While John Wick is the boogeyman, he's he's other you know he's this greater you know he's the best there is. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't even thinking it from that angle. I'm just thinking the fact that like um, Bruce Willis hasn't been awake in a movie in like ten years. So I mean, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I honestly love that question though. Like, 
who sorry, I was I'm like, who else could have played John Wick? I'm trying to even think like who would have been cool to see in that role. And I'm like, I don't know. Now I just am all well, Keanu. <laughs> yeah. So so let's talk about what it is that, that Keanu Reeves, like what what is really the defining thing that he has to offer that makes him uh, as successful as he as he is. Because I, I hear what you're saying, Lauren, about like there's this kind of like otherworldly, almost like detached, alienated quality that he has that makes him um, a good candidate for like sci-fi uh, and being kind of like outsider uh, um, more so than like blue collar relatable every man uh, but I think that's a weird thing to have as a mainstream appeal there's like paradox it's, in be- that. it's the kindness in his eyes James <laughs> it makes him seem otherworldly but very uh, familiar I would buy that. I mean, that's, I mean, the thing is that I also think about what it is that makes him effective in some roles and ineffective in others. Um, to go back, has anyone else seen Street Kings? No. 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 Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, the director is David Ayer, who um, co created Fast and Furious. And he made End of Watch, but he also made Suicide Squad and Bright. So right. his uh, his track record is very shaky. And Street Kings is basically <laughs> trying to be a hard nosed, uh, street level, dirty cops movie. And Keanu Reeves ca- plays a character who's supposed to be the baddest cop in L.A. And let me tell you, within one minute of this movie starting. I was howling in my seat because it's completely unconvincing because he can't do it. He cannot do it. He cannot be the baddest cop in L.A. It just doesn't it doesn't work. But when he plays like a, a doctor in like a movie like Thumbsucker totally works because he has, like you said, that kind eyes. And then if you really want to trip, if you really I mean, I don't know if it's if it's duplicatable anymore, but to watch the the two Matrix movies that came out the summer of 2003, so Reloaded and Revolutions, watch those back-to-back. Keanu's stoic, he's Neo, he's all of that. And then see him be a normal person in Something's Gotta Give, which is a Nancy <laughs> Myers movie. It's whiplash. You, you, you think your face is going to melt off because it's like, what is this? No- he's acting like a normal person. Like It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Did you ever see a walk to remember? No, 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 no. I've seen walk in the clouds. Yeah. Walk in the clouds. Nope. <laughs> no, I have not seen a walk in clouds. I remember with the trailers coming out after speed and thinking, this is how he followed speed. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I did not see that one. I want to backtrack real quick on speed because I think that is, is, is one of those movies that really is still culturally relevant and i think his performance was great but like do you think it's because of the plot or like the role he had if he if he played more of a if they branded him more like um that uh like badass <laughs> well it's it's kind of interesting because actually the 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 speed role and maybe a little bit the point break role is actually kind of the closest to the everyman Bruce Willis type role. He's not, he's not as like rough around the edges. He's still kind of like, I don't know, but you, Do you, you know what I mean? I don't know. I still feel like, I mean, in, in a uh, point break, he's, you know, this undercover agent who works for the FBI. So already he's like leveled up skill level. 
than a normal person mm-hmm. in speed. He's introduced up top as like a, you know, uh, a thrill seeking, but also like super badass cop who's, you know, yeah. dealing with bombs and chewing gum. And, you know, what do you do? And, you know, what's the line is like, what do you do? And they take a hostage, shoot the hostage, you know, like that's how he's introduced. Yeah. He's like a slick dude. And so I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know, like him playing, yeah, him playing like an every man is very rare. And those are usually more in dramas um, than in uh, in any sort of like action film. Um, do, do you know what I think it's interesting? We're touching on a on a thing of like what what makes some people have appeal and some people not have appeal. You know what I mean? It's like that thing about um, uh, some people talent aside uh this two people's equal talent level one can one can handle uh and is successful being a movie star and the other one is not and it has something to do with the way that we perceive um them in in kind of a weird kind of like metaphysical uh way like some uh untouchable kind of weird juju it's charisma mixed with uh the undefinable star power of a person yeah i saw hustlers last weekend and um in that movie jennifer lopez rolls in like five minutes into the movie and you're like oh hello a movie star very cool but the main character in the movie is this actress, Constance Wu, who I've never seen in anything else. I understand she was in a movie last summer, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, she doesn't have it. Like I, She's the main character in the movie. She's in the whole movie. And she's just blown off the screen by just about everybody else. Um, at one point, uh, I think uh, Cardi B has like three scenes in the movie and then she's gone and she has like very few lines, but every single scene she has, she steals the movie away from this person. And I'm like, well, I guess Constance Wu has got to enjoy this while she can, because she's not a movie star. You know, honestly, I, 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 my vibe was really like, this woman is the next, um, uh, what's his name? The, the guy that was on NYPD blue. And then, uh, he thought he was hot shit and he went to movies. Uh, it's going to kill me that I forgot this guy's name. Gutenberg. Not Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Um, That's a police academy. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. Um, no, there was a there was a gentleman. I yeah, this is killing me. But basically, yeah, he was hot shit on NYPD Blue. He left the show. He went and made three movies. They were all huge bombs. And then he basically was relegated to supporting roles. And then he had to go back to TV. And he was on um, CSI Miami. And now I don't think he does anything now. Oh, is it David Caruso? That's it. CSI yeah. Miami. Yeah. I knew when she said CSI Miami, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, he's a Shades meme guy. Yeah. So I, I think you can take that same star quality and also apply it in a broader sense to movies. And I think that that brings us back to John Wick because like it's a combi- it's it's really a combination of things. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a plenty of movies that are in that same kind of like action pulp entertainment genre that are just goofy or like overreaching and it's kind of hard to put your finger on like what makes something like John Wick work. Do you know what's interesting? Yeah. Uh, the commuter and, uh, taken both Liam Neeson taken. I was hugely, uh, drawn into and, and, uh, enjoyed watching the movie. The commuter, pure garbage. Commuter is awful. That is yeah one of the worst ones. I was very disappointed in that one. 
essentially uh, same kind of movie, same yeah. actor. So, uh, like, what's the, what is the difference? Like, what is I, the, the same? Do you just think it's the directing? I I don't know. It's just like every all the different the, the different elements to it coming together and forming a vibe that just it just uh, it's kind of alienating and off putting. It's what yeah. Do you think, I mean, with the commuter, I mean, it it was also um, the. The setup's all wrong. They tip their hand too early on who the bad guy is. So you're just waiting. Like, unless you're, I mean, no offense, but unless you're an idiot, you know who the bad guy is pretty pretty early. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, they, uh, the big climax of the movie, or what should be the big climax, happens, I think, with still like 40 minutes left of the movie or something. And then it's just a bunch of people standing around yelling at each other. And it, yeah, it's just a huge bummer. And also, at that point, he'd already made nonstop, which was him dealing with an issue on a plane. And that movie is, in my opinion, perfect. Um, that's like the, be- I think that's better than taken. I think that's the best Liam Neeson action movie. Um, and so they were just basically repeating themselves and yeah, not even care. I mean, there's just the level of care more than anything. You could, you could just feel like inherently they were just kind of going through the motions. Um, yeah. when they made that one in comparison to the earlier stuff. You think it was just like a money grab kind of film? Uh, I think that they thought they could just shove them on another piece of uh, transportation and make it work. And I was just, you know, bored out of my mind watching it, which mm. I can't say. Have, I've watched nonstop twice and I'm not a big yeah. rewatcher. And I was like, this movie works. This thing is perfect. It builds just perfect motion moment. And uh, yeah, the commuter was just, yeah, pretty bad. So, yeah, uh, I haven't guys... seen Cold Pursuit because of it. Oh, wow. Mm. So I don't know if this is the unpopular opinion for the John Wick <laughs> films but for two and three did you feel like most of the enjoyment and interest was in the in the um action the fight scenes the choreography of like all of the oh like 90 percent. yeah yeah okay because i kind of felt like the plot was very interesting in one and then in the two and three i'm like i'm more so keep thinking yeah. about all of the different cool like when they're with the knives and i don't yeah. know my, um, my favorite part, I can't remember if it's two or three, when he gets the horses and the oh, horses yes. just kick the guys. Yeah. Three three has uh, like a back-to-back-to-back sequence of, there's like the library fight scene where he's fighting the super tall dude with, oh my God, with, with the, 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 the biggest like, book he can find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah and that's then, right. And then the knives the knife scene. Uh, scene uh, just like... A bunch of dudes, him, him, John throwing a bunch of knives uh, with a, a bunch of guys in a in a hallway filled with like a, like a cases of knives, uh, and then into the horse stable where everyone's getting pummeled by mm-hmm. horses, and he and John Wick weaponizes the horses by smacking them on the ass and yeah. having them uh, buck back at yeah. whoever's behind him. So. Just thinking about like John Wick or I guess Keanu Reeves and why he's so great for this role. I just remember being amazed that he doesn't seem like he's like the most agile guy, but these moves are pretty like quick and you need to be agile. And I, I mean, I'm assuming he had a stunt double, right? I'm for Keanu? some of it. Yeah, no, that's well, mostly I mean, him. That's mostly, mostly him. Yeah. Okay, because I'm watching it and I'm thinking there's no way he could like just it has to be him in the scene because his face is like 
logistically, yeah. there's no way they did this. I don't know. I was so, surprised I was because I, he was, you know, very trained uh, in martial arts and in stunts for the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I was a little surprised that that um, some of the fight choreography, I think, and I think all of it is really uh, great and entertaining, but some of it like was, I think Keanu's got a little bit more energy in him right yeah i think because of his acting style and because he's so stoic and and like um stonery (laughs) maybe i don't know like uh introverted almost and so i don't expect that like explosion of uh action and then it comes out and i'm like amazed so i think that was part of it for me yeah yeah there are some i mean I feel like I, I know Lauren. You said that the first one was still like the top one for you, but like the third one to me was the most impressive uh, in terms of like the choreography and those those uh, fight scenes alone. Even those those uh, the knife sequence oh, yeah. and the horse sequence are yeah. some of my tops mm-hmm. of movies I've seen in the last like twenty years. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm talking like A plus to A to A minus. Not even. I mean, yeah. It's it's. I mean, yeah. The third one still has some like incredible stuff. I think the knife sequence, uh, the knife fight sequence, is the um, is the peak best moment in the movie. Um, second, maybe being when he fights the guys um, who are big fans. Uh, at the end, uh, I enjoyed that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and the most interesting sequence for me that I think back on is the the dogs fight with uh, with Holly Berry. Uh, I was just thinking on, that. Yeah. It goes on for so long that it's. Uh, I always compare uh, the um, um, sideshow Bob and the rakes scene from the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking on the yes. rakes and it's funny and then it's not funny and then it becomes funny again. And that's how that sequence played for me because it's so brutal and it's going and you're just like, Oh man, these guys, these dogs, they're just messing them up. And then at a certain point you're like, well, I mean, we've been watching them shoot people in the head and for a while and they just keep hammering it until it comes back around again and i think it's right around the time that i think she gets a dog to like jump off her back and grab a guy and yeah mm-hmm. you're like yeah i'm back on board i'm back it's just you know. <laughs> was any of that cgi or was that all all real like, dogs see i told you no 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 <laughs> i i will i will die i, I will I, no 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 there's there's uh the the uh dog off her back onto the wall 100 cgi no there's no way <laughs> It's maybe it's maybe real. Maybe the dog jumped a couple of feet off of her back, but there's no way. No, they um they got uh they said all the dog stuff is real. What happened was they wanted to do the dog sequence, but they found that the in order to get dogs to do any of that stuff, dogs aren't actors; they're dogs. So they're gonna really attack a person. So what it is is they found the dogs. They found a guy who would adopt the dogs after because they can't adopt them out or can't use them for anything because they're attack dogs, basically. So they found a person that would home these dogs, and then they taught them how to attack everybody and made sure everybody was up, and then all the dog stuff is real. Because somebody in in a review said, oh, they use CGI for the dogs, and the dog trainer and the stunt people came out and said, actually, no, you're wrong. All of it is real. Okay, Lauren, next time... Next time you and I are in the same city together, we will watch the shot with the building and you tell me where the, whether it's a, a two-shot composite or what the hell is going on. Because there's some weird, weird stuff visually going on with that dog as it's going up the like, wall. And like, do you there, have a dog? 
I do. <laughs> I do. Okay. You uh, know but dogs she's not. are miraculous creatures. <laughs> They're not mine. <laughs> not mine. Not yours? Oh, well then, see, you should have led with it. You have a shitty dog. There's your problem. No, 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 Most no. Dogs not, I have an amazing dog. She just would never climb a wall to eat someone's junk. Well, I mean, that's on you. It's yeah. okay. Lily's not an attack dog. I'm that's, holding on that's to this okay. feeling, Colin. Lauren, that, that's, that's Mike's dog. It's, it's, uh, her I'm, name is Lily, and she, she, she's just not an attack dog. That's okay. I like I like the comparison though that now I'm imagining you might go to movies and like see things <laughs> happen in them and be like, my dad would never do that. I don't know why that dad would <laughs> that. That doesn't make a lick of sense. That dad's CGI. That I'm dad's just so CGI. glad. I'm so glad you brought that up and that you confirmed because I was in amazement again with the dogs and I was like, Mike, look at these dogs. Like it, it did go on for a long time to the point where I was like zoned in on them and then mike's like well it's cgi i i'm i okay that i'll i'll give it up but my god the 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 wall shot and the other shot that i'm thinking of it has got to be at least at the very least a composite yeah well also this is this is a perfect example of why I, Lauren is the per- perfect person to have yeah. in this conversation yeah. because you're like Lauren's like no 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 you know the the choreographer for the or the uh, trainer for the dogs and stunt choreographers confirmed like no. like yeah. none of all of us are like we watch the movies and we love them yeah yeah I'm just I'm just saying if I was a st- I would if I was a stunt guy I would I would be like I would try to take credit for CGI to make myself look better yeah sure. Now, how how do the critics uh, review the John Wick movies? I don't. I haven't. I don't they're, know much about. Uh, well, uh, I think they're all universally um, praised. Which which again is very cool and uh, you know a little surprising. So uh, I, wait, wait. Let, but, uh, go ahead. Before we move, uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, the the heightening of the action and uh, Leah's point earlier about the the first movie being more invested in the plot. Um, I feel the exact same way. I think there's something really uh magical that happens the first time you're introduced to a brand new world and i think sequels uh make it very difficult to recapture that element so i think in in two and three um they really focus on heightening the action which they did extremely well um but but you kind of already uh, introduced the world and there was really no it was it was there there was no room for the world to be super heightened. So you had to go with, uh, kind of the crazier action sequences. Uh, I guess I understand what you're saying. And are you, is your argument that that's not, that's a good thing as opposed to a bad thing or are you just, like- Oh no, I, I guess uh, that it, to, to wrap it up is this, that's why, um, I think I'm more of a fan of, the first movie in the John Wick series and usually the first movie in any kind of successful trilogy. It's because it, it gotcha. sets up the world and that, that kind of yes. grabs me. Yeah. Well, I, uh, for, for what it's worth, I thought that the, I, first of all, I agree with, um, Lauren that if anything, the standalone quality of, of the films is really just going in a very tight a plus a average a minus if if there's any kind of um decline at all but i personally like the third one the most because of its iconic action sequences um and i think that that uh 
there is like carryover to not explain too much and kind of like keep making those assumptions and uh, whatnot throughout. The, la the last uh, thing I want, I want to talk about to close on here is um, in general, uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism from critics and general public that like movies are kind of uh, in this trap of like the superhero genre. And um, I can see the points of that where like, oh, how to, how to like more serious or like grounded kind of uh, indie darlings uh, make a claim for themselves um, um, uh, when we're living in a time when Avengers is making like a cinematic universe of crossover franchises. And, um, you know, John Wick, I, I only kind of like associate with that because it is kind of pulp entertainment and, and like action for action sake uh, for the most part. Um, but I also think there's an argument to be made that like um, we need that here and there. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, like, is the success of a movie like John Wick uh, hurting or helping entertainment in general? And, and uh, when do we need a reprieve from action and when do we need action as a reprieve? Well, I mean, I don't think there's I mean. Speaking for my personal tastes, I mean, of what there was actually like legit full bore action movies this year in a theater, I'm thinking John Wick and then I don't know what else. I didn't see Angel has Fallen, but I guess that would fall into the same category. But like I don't really count the superhero movies too much because they're not really um, – they have action in them, obviously, but they're not um, the action is not um, scrutinized and uh, worked on on the same level. It's I mean, it's all CGI. I mean, that's all CGI um, for sure. And so it doesn't have the same uh, level of quality um, for me. Uh, so looking at something like John Wick, it feels more like an outlier. Like here's something where these people worked very hard to give you like a very meat and potatoes action movie, um, that delivers in, in, uh, in a very, um, tangible way that, uh, all the superhero movies don't, um, you watch them and it's, you know, Spider-Man flipping around in space, you know, literally in space. Um, and you know, no, no, it doesn't have the weight and John wick has the weight to it. Um, when somebody gets hurt in John wick, you feel it when somebody gets hurt. And, uh, I mean, I still think about, I mean, spoiler alert for, uh, uh, was it, I can't even think of the name of it anymore. The Avengers movie Endgame, infinity wars Endgame, Yeah. Um, oh. when, uh, they all get shot with missiles at the end and no one dies. Like you literally see Ant-Man <laughs> get like blown up in his face, but he's fine. And that type of thing you know, in John wick, um, you know, somebody gets shot with a bullet in the face. They're uh, dead. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, even looking at the end of the most recent John wick, um, which he's not dead, but he's in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. like, he is very hurt. And that's the other thing I, I like about it is that John wick, uh, yeah, he's agile, but he's also a man in his fifties. He's, he's, he walks with, uh, he's bow legged, you know, he's sort of trotting around. He's not running, you know, he's not Tom Cruise running. He's he's guy who's been thrown around a lot running. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, I, I, I look at it as more of like an outlier than anything that uh, that is conforming to anything. You know, like and I do agree with you uh, for sure, like versus like the 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 
Avenger f- franchise. John Wick is kind of a, still a superhuman. <laughs> he was shot. He was sewn by the doctor. You know, he fell off a roof. The guy can't die. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Colin's argument. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with, with what Lauren's saying about like the, the credibility of knowing that like the dog scene was real or that Keanu's doing his own stunts is, is very mm-hmm. different as an audience member uh, from when you see all the CGI in uh, superhero movies. At the same time, um, you know, you also have this it's a little bit like Tarantino-esque where it's like there's a heightening to the violence that still kind of like plays with like our threshold for acceptable. Like it's a, it's a little absurd yeah. um, how violent or, or like how much we, we can believe that John Wick can withstand. But I think that also has to do with the enter- entertainment value of, of like it, it's so much that it's ridiculous and that makes it more entertaining, but also not like unsettling. He took his finger off that scene. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I for was sure. like, "This, yeah, he's not like." It's almost like you watch it and maybe feel like you're desensitized because you're closer to him, and then all of a sudden they're like, "No, remember, this is John Wick." Like, <laughs> uh, I like Marvel movies as as much as anyone, um, but I think especially in the last year alone, we had three come out. So I was starting to feel, seriously feel the the fatigue. Um, and I think part of it is because of what Lauren was talking about with the whole, um, getting blown up, getting missiles shot at. And you, you almost know that nothing's really going to happen because if something serious were to happen, it would get a lot more screen time and attention. Um, so I like how intimate and up close and personal, uh, the John Wick film series feels. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is uh, a, a bonus uh, to the action genre. Even, even you know, if, if some people don't uh, call the Marvel series um, the same kind of action or whatever, I think, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good, um, intimate, smaller scale look at, at kind of uh, an action spectacle without having to deal with like space or gods or like giant floating snakes, things like that. Which is so funny because I agree with you, but then he had a horse kicking people in the head <laughs> to death. And it's, man, it's, my it's still like, it's still so... Took a horse hoof right <laughs> yeah. to the dome when I was 12. I get it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It, it is, there is still something a little unnameable about it, but I, th- I think that uh, kind of like, I always think of Jackie Chan when it comes to that, um, yeah. you know, credibility of doing your own stunts. And I think that Keanu is in that uh, league ever since he did Matrix. He's, he's very much um, somebody that, that is respectable as a, a stunt artist. Um, and uh, and like I said, off screen, he is a very cool dude. So um, everybody it, loves him. It's every, every reason to root for him. Um, and uh, on top of that, the, the entertainment value of the movies is, um, you know, it's undeniable uh, whether, whether or not you like the genre, you can, it's easy to get drawn into it. Yeah. Real talk. Do you guys think his body hurts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his body always hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think um, I think we covered everything we wanted to, uh, unless there's anything else that uh, anyone was dying to say. Oh, I love Ian McShane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Regardless of, of what he's in. I just had a question for Lauren, since you follow Keanu. Is it strictly his 
his action movies or did you see that um, rom-com with him and Winona Ryder that w- came out last year <laughs> called like Destination Wedding? <laughs> I will admit it's it's in my queue, but I have not gotten okay. around to it. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, action first, drama second. Uh, generally, someone will text me and say, you got to see this one. It's, uh, you know, some fucked up shit happens in it. And then that's that's the one I watch <laughs> okay. first. So. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's also Keanu's <laughs> mantra is action first, drama second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I just I got to tell you, if you guys have not seen his his movie, Man of Tai Chi, uh, which he directed and he plays the bad guy in, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, the main character in it is an actor. I want to say his name is Tiger Chen. He was a stuntman on one of the Matrixes, and he is... I believe he's the guy that Keanu stabs in the eye in John Wick three. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it is extremely excellent. I, uh, I I it played theaters for like a week, and uh, and yes, I was there. I, I made it to see it in the theater the one week it played. And uh, yeah, if you want to like a different view of Keanu Reeves and also see that the guy can direct, I, I highly recommend it. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is, but um, highly highly recommend it. Definitely, definitely we'll check that out. Yeah. 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 Movie the, night. The first time you mentioned it, I made a mental note. Yeah. Honestly, Colin and I uh, also binge-watched uh, the Matrix trilogy yeah. um, earlier this year, too. Um, so I'm all about uh, it, as most people are right now, to uh, binge on Keanu. Um, but uh, thank you so much for, for joining us, Lauren. Um, I had a ton of fun talking um, John Wick with you, and I hope you did, too. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm always open to talk about John Wick and yes. <laughs> in general. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Cool. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, and a reminder to check out um, Roach Coach and the new Metal Canon uh, breakdown from Lauren and Jen and Matt. Um, we're also on Gabber Media, which I don't think we've ever said on an episode of this podcast, but Gabber Media is Matt Nas's uh, podcast warehouse, um, which includes us, the Buck 50 Social Club, as well as Roach Coach. Um, so cool crossover episode. <laughs> cool. cool crossover episode. Uh, great. Thanks again. Um, We'll catch you next time on the Buck 50 Social Club. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.